Today, I want to talk to you about wedding gift etiquette. So I really started digging into some articles, surveys, and I asked a lot of people about their opinions too. And holy shit, what a can of worms. There are so many potential pitfalls for engaged couples and their guests around wedding gifts. There was some stuff that I found out that was pretty obvious, like the worst wedding gift lists, including things like exercise equipment, anything that signaled that the couple will or should be having babies soon, self-help or relationship books. But also, did you know that kitchen knives, mirrors, umbrellas, and anything secondhand or regifted could not only be considered a little strange, you know, here's a matching umbrella set for your special day, but also bad luck for the couple getting married. Then there's the conflicting values between different cultures. So for example, those in the United States, asking for money as a wedding gift can still be interpreted as a bit tacky or gauche, but people in the northwest of the country are more open to it. According to a zellpay.com survey in 2019, and this was only for digitally equipped US consumers, 54% of respondents would rather select an item from the couple's gift registry than gift cash. Whereas in most European and Asian cultures, the gift of money is essential and in fact it's considered disrespectful to not give the appropriate amount, depending on your social standing and your closeness to the couple getting married. Where does that leave you? Bloody good question. So I'd love to share with you what wedding gift etiquette has looked like in the past and how to make your guests feel comfortable in whether or not they choose to give you anything at all a gift, an experience or cash, and how to communicate your wishes clearly so you don't end up with 40 different photo frames. True story. Let's get stuck into it. Unbridely is a community of pro-wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. In the past, and some would argue that this is still the case, it was considered poor form to send out a wedding invitation with the details of your wedding registry on it. It was expected that you either added an extra insert into the envelope to let your guests know at which department store you were registered so they could visit said store and ask to see your list of selected gifts, or that information was shared via friends and your wedding party so as not to seem too money hungry. And yet, if you didn't send your purchase gift to the couple in the week leading up to the wedding or arrive at the wedding carrying the perfectly wrapped present, it was seen as the height of rudeness. It was all very, you need to know the secret handshake and then you've got to know the right person to give you the secret handshake kind of thing. With modern weddings, there's no need to withhold information like that. There's also no need to wait up to 12 months after your wedding to possibly receive a gift. The post was much worse back then, or to take up to 12 months to send out a thank you card for the gift. Even though the choices and interpretation of these choices are freaking endless, please repeat after me you will never please everyone. 
Using wedding websites, digital communication, and online registries, they've really sped things up. And it also means that you're not beholden to just one type of gifting, one present, one choice. So your plans can be as modern and inclusive as you are. So let's start at the very beginning. What do you want to receive? Number one, what do you want? One of the most fun discussions that you might have with your fiance during your wedding planning will be to decide. What sort of presents would you really love? Depending on your age, your guest ages, the country you live in, whether you already live together, your religion and your culture, this may mean specific gifts like funding life goals or money for your honeymoon, but making these decisions together so you're both happy and heard is by far your number one objective. So what would you love the most? Do you want to upgrade your linens? You know, really great bed sheets, really lovely quilt cover, all those things. Are home renovations on the cards for you? Is travel your thing? A river rafting experience? Do you want to get gift cards to your favorite restaurants so you can go on a monthly date night for the first year that you're married? Do you need to fund your honeymoon? Or would you prefer to give some money to charity? Perhaps you need help to build your back deck or get some dog sitting. This should be fun for you. So pull together a list and just like your wedding has a diverse guest list, your gift options should cater to various tastes, ages and budgets and try to incorporate a couple of physical items on there too if you possibly can. There are more mature generations who love nothing more than to go to a physical shop purchase something quite often with cash, wrap it up themselves and bring it along. It is a joy for them to participate in that transaction. Don't take it away from them. Let them do that for you. So I can hear some of you saying, we don't want any presents at all, or gifts aren't necessary, or our family and friends' presents are presents enough. Personally, love that sentiment. And I think that in any case, what is given for a wedding should at the very least be in line with that guest's relationship with you. So, you know, very close versus good friend versus distant relative and their budget, as in what they can comfortably afford. Going into debt to give you a present, it it makes me feel a little bit sick. But that said, there are some guests, Auntie Doreen springs to mind, who will insist that they gift you something, that it is traditional, good etiquette, how our family does things, only decent or respectable, expected or honourable to give a gift to the newlyweds. And to be frank, they won't let you even get a fucking word in edgewise to say any different. My question to you then is, is this the hill that you want to die on? Is it worth it? to start an argument to attempt to stop Arnie Doreen from buying you a present if that's what she really wants to do? I'm guessing probably not. So by doing this little and enjoyable exercise with your fiancé, which is not unlike doing the lotto game, you know, where you try to work out what you'd do if you won $100 million, you're at least going to be receiving presents that you really want and need rather than having to hide that hideous artwork in your wardrobe for the rest of time. And believe it or not, one of the biggest problems that wedding guests have with gift registries is that there isn't enough choice for them to pick from on the couple's list. 
So go broad in your choices and also make sure that there are at least enough numbers of choices as you have numbers of guests. Now, number two is you're going to be deciding how you're going to receive said gifts. This is when you want to find the online registry solutions that will help your guests to easily see and purchase the perfect gift for you. Unbridly recommends Gravy and Zola registries for their ease of use, their flexibility, um, especially like adding experiences, donations, cash funds, or pledges of support. And they either have no fees or low fees as well, which is brilliant. Let's face facts. You've always been the planner and the organizer. And your fiance's eyes glaze over a little when you start talking about the details of your wedding day. But you really need someone to share this all with, to bounce ideas off, and someone who's not going to ruin the surprises, but also be supportive and maybe even offer a different perspective. So when you're needing to get a second opinion about your bridesmaid, your in-laws, or your first dance song, Unbridly Couples is your safe space. Unbridly hosts a private Facebook community where modern engaged couples can share ideas, chat, and solve problems, and generally just get freaking excited about their wedding. We also have a curated list of experienced wedding vendor professionals in there to offer suggestions and tips insight into how to get the most out of your big day, but with no unsolicited DMs or pushy sales tactics, it's just not what Unbridly is about. So you can search for the Unbridly Couples Group on Facebook or just click on the link in the show notes. I'll see you in there. If money is the present you most prefer, add your wedding website to your wedding invitation and detail how your guests can gift you cash on there. So whether that's a wishing well, a card box at the wedding, on a registry, or in some cultures, cash for the money dance on the day. And if you've decided that you're not creating a registry, whether it be for items, experiences, funds, donations, or money, and you'll only be accepting cash on your wedding day via envelopes or in cards, etc., you would be smart to make sure that your card box or receptacle for receiving them is A, able to be secured and preferably locked, B, positioned well away from a door, and C, put somewhere discreet so that those who leave cards or envelopes are not watched or judged and those that choose not to are not embarrassed either. Okay, number three, how are you going to communicate your plans to your guests Now, in the past and traditionally, as I mentioned earlier, you weren't meant to put any mention of gifts, cash, or your registry on your wedding invitation. It was seen as a cash grab and extremely distasteful. Now, while there are a lot of people who still adhere to that etiquette, there are a few easy ways to share your registry info while not offending the British. The first is to put your wedding website on your invitation and keep all of your registry details on there or simply putting on your wedding website that you won't be having a registry and that there'll be a wishing well or a card box available at your reception venue. The second way is to add a separate insert into your invitation envelope to inform your guests as to your registry details. And the third way is to have your parents and wedding party tell everyone individually which, as you can imagine, is pretty hit and miss. 
I really love wedding websites for this reason. It's a one-stop shop for you, but there might be some more mature guests again who really prefer to have that little insert in their envelope. And what, that might be 10 of your guests, 20 of your guests who really need that. It might not be that bigger investment. It might make them feel more comfortable too. And then number four, how and when are you going to thank people for their contribution, whatever that contribution may be? So when the whirlwind of your big day has settled, it's time to let your gratitude shine. After all, your guests have been an intrinsic part of this amazing chapter in your life. So personalized thank you cards are a classic favorite that many older generations truly appreciate and some expect. Make sure your message is personalized. So it's dear name and details what gift you received from them and how you'll use it or how much you appreciate it. If you'd like to do something a bit more immediate and virtually for free, send a heartfelt video message. Just 60 seconds of a personalized thank you from both of you. It's like sending a big warm hug to your guests and they'll love seeing your faces and hearing your genuine appreciation. For gifts that are given up to a couple of weeks before your wedding, it can save you a lot of time to send a thank you straight away. And in case you're wondering, no, you don't have 12 months afterwards anymore to send your thank yous. In my opinion, you want to be sending out your thank yous well before the six-month mark. And so just to summarize, I'm Bridley's take on modern wedding gift etiquette. Number one, work out what you want. Make a great list make it diverse, keep different price levels in there to cater to the different budgets of your family and friends. Number two, how are you going to receive those gifts? Are you going to do a registry? Are you going to have a card box? Also, keep in mind if your registry is not digital, you may need to pull together a list or a spreadsheet to record who gave you what and when. Number three, how are you going to communicate what you want with your guests? Are you going to be using a wedding website? Are you going to put a separate little insert into your wedding invitations to let them know? Are you going through word of mouth? How are you going to let your guests know what it is that you'd prefer? And whether it is on your wedding website or via friends and family passing it on, that presents are not expected, that they are truly appreciated but in no way expected. And number four, how and when will you send a thank you? I hope this has helped you to get excited about the prospect of your wedding guests, perhaps giving you some gifts, whether that be physical things, experiences, a pledge of their time, or even cash. It's an exciting time. You give them the gift of attending your wedding and they give you a gift in return. It's beautiful, it's reciprocal, and it's a way of showing appreciation. It's also really important to make sure that your guests know if this is how you feel, of course, I'm hoping this is how you feel, that gifts are optional, that they don't need to give you a gift to be able to attend your wedding with their head held high. And this is also something that can be easily communicated on your wedding website. I'd love to know how you're getting around, how to accept gifts, what gifts you want to receive and whether or not you're going to be doing a registry, you can always contact me on email, hello at umbridely.com, or you can send me a 90-second audio message on SpeakPipe. Just follow the links in the show notes. Chat with you real soon. 
that about wraps it up for this episode of the Unbridly podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.